What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. To our productivity lovers podcast first episode Woo-hoo! yay <laughs> we are super excited to be here and i think deadly today i think we should talk about foundational things we can build on that normally when i speak on time management it's always a pet peeve for me to talk about task management separate from time management You know, before we officially jumped on the call, I said that I think you can never have good time management without having good task management. And the reason why I think that, like, if you don't know how long something is going to take for you to accomplish, how do you know how much time to allocate into your calendar? And you had a different comment for it. So tell me what your thoughts are. Well, I agree with you that they're separate. So time and tasks are two distinct and separate things. So you and I are on the same page there. But I also think that they're commingling. I feel mm-hmm. like they're in bed together. They are all entangled. And if you don't know how to manage your time, there's just no way you're going to be able to manage your tasks. And if you're not really managing your tasks, you're probably going to have trouble managing your time too. So I think it's this vicious cycle where they're they're separate, but they're together? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. And what I, I think this is the proverbial, you know, time management, like what came first, the egg right, or the chicken, right. right? Like if you manage your tasks better, do you have better time management? Or if you manage your time better then you have better task management? I don't know. I have always yeah, felt yeah. that the majority of the people I work with have no idea how long their tasks are going to take. And that's the nature of the clients that I work with. I work with people that have ADHD, ADD, and time. How long a task takes is not in their, you know, it's not in their, I should say it's not their unique talent for the majority of the people. But that's not to say that, you know, some of the people are not really good at that. I like to always disclaim things because I feel like, Uh, Not that long ago, I got a really nasty voicemail from somebody Uh that said like, oh, not everybody that has ADHD is messy and disorganized and doesn't get places on time. And that is 100% correct. Absolutely. Not not, uh, organized people are always on time and organized. Not true. (laughs) You can attest to that. So So not true. That is like my one-time disclaimer here is that Mm -hmm. like, we are not diagnosing people. We are not stereotyping people. We're just saying, well, I'm just saying what I kind of witness with my clients. And your own experience. Yeah, I would agree with. Yeah. I think, I think that's one thing that, you know, we draw on when we're having these conversations is what our experience and what we see, how we see our clients struggle. So how do you think that one could solve that problem? One of the easiest ways to solve the problem is to stop thinking so much or overthinking about the time or the task and focus on your energy. So if you know, like like me, I'm a morning person. I'm really an early bird. I get up early between five and 5.30 every morning and I'm alert. I'm awake. I can hold a conversation. I can sound intelligent most times. And I could probably tackle 
a deep work project. I can tackle something that's intense in the morning, cup of coffee next to me. I don't even need food at that point. I just need some water, coffee, and give me the task or project. But if you give that to me at three o'clock in the afternoon, 4.30, the sun is now going down, I might still be able to do it really well, but I'm struggling. It's harder. The thoughts are not coming the way they would normally at you know five or six in the morning. So look at your energy. And then to your point, be reasonable and realistic about the amount of time a task will take. So if you're not sure, test it. Say, okay, I need to write a blog post. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think, I think like maybe in a future podcast, we should talk about a couple of these books that were written about how productivity is connected to energy. I think two books that come to mind is The Power of When. Yep. And the other one is Daniel Pink, When. And they both yep. talk about chronotypes and how our body are naturally wired. And that doesn't mean it's permanent, right? I think like as we go through our life, like different people have different cycles at different stages. Like naturally they say that kids, you know, have a later circadian rhythm cycle. So they're always going to be more productive, like in the afternoons and at night, you know, but yeah. (laughs) Where like, as, as you get older, you may become more productive in the, you know, in the late hours and like the younger people, you know, I am like you, I would much rather wake up at 5 a.m. and do something. However, lately over the last couple of years, I find myself like eh, getting up at 5 a.m. is just not as fun as it used to be anymore. Well, I don't know anybody thought it was fun before, but <laughs> that is true. But yeah, I get your point. I mean, I have to say I've noticed that as you know, I've gotten older, it's probably closer to 5:30, but it's never gonna be seven. No. I mean, if it's seven, I'm really tired. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. So I'm naturally an early riser, perhaps not as much when I was younger and in college, but definitely now, definitely an early bird. So I do think energy does come into play. I think being purposeful and intentional and reasonable, be reasonable with yourself when you are trying to apply time to a task, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's writing, you know, cleaning the house preparing, you know, documents for a client, whatever those things might be, how long does it on average take you? You won't know that if you don't try it, Mm, do it, try it a few times. So do some testing. None of this is cookie cutter, what we're talking about, because it, you're different. All of us are different. Yeah. So we just have to do a a bit of testing to see kind of, well, usually right around 15 minutes, I start, you know, squirming in my chair and I'm moving around. So 15 minutes is all I have for two paragraphs to write a blog post. Okay, then that's what you plan for. It's when we decide we're going to do the whole blog post or the whole garage, we're going to organize everything in two hours. That's unreasonable. And it's yeah. not good for your brain or your body. Yeah, it is, very, it is very unreasonable. I love, I love a worksheet that you gave Organizing Maniacs people a little while ago, which is a time inventory worksheet. Yeah, it's time tracking, time tracking worksheet so that you can really pinpoint where all of those minutes go. So obviously data is really important in order to inform our decisions. Data within context. So data by itself is just data. But when you apply it, in some way, I want to be more productive or more efficient with my time. Well, where does my time go? Is it on social media? I mean, I can get sucked into Facebook. I mean, Twitter is, you know, I'm having a great relationship with Twitter these days. I could get really sucked in. So I have to know, does that happen and cut into my deep work time? 
maybe I'm not even aware. Maybe it's, you know, I'm working from home, you know, pandemic and I'm not in my office and the kids are home. And so is my partner and the dog has to be walked and I have to make breakfast and lunch and deal with all these things that I didn't deal with before. Or maybe it's just, you know, nothing is just set up the way you would have it at the office mm-hmm. because you you don't have a dedicated space. So to really look at the reasons behind why your attention is leaving where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and then craft a plan around bringing it back and using some of those distractions as your rewards. I love distractions because I say, well, if I get my job done, if I do this thing, I can go do that thing that was distracting me before. I still get the best of both worlds, but I can't get sucked in because now I have to limit how much time I spend with that distraction. So each of us is going to have a different sort of flow and a different way of responding to some of the things that we try to do to be better. So it's not cookie cutter, but there are some things that we can definitely do to manage our time better. And I think starting with tracking is one of the best ways to do that. Yeah. I love that. And are you willing to give everybody listening to this podcast that worksheet? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to yes. we're going to put that in the show notes so if you're listening to the podcast and you want to have this very valuable time tracking sheet, Bebley's going to give it to you. I totally agree that 100% is like whenever I work with clients, oftentimes they say to me, "How long do you think blah 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 yeah. things should take?" right? Like I have some sort of a magic wand <laughs> that determines how long a task should take right. and that I become the standard for the task, you know, the task at hand, you know. I mean, the other day, like a client was, she was asking me like, how long should it take to do laundry? And I was like, I don't know. It depends. depends. It depends how big your load is. It depends what you're washing. It depends, you know, like if you put a blanket in there, it will take, you know, one minute to fold it. And if you put a whole bunch of socks in there, it's going to take you 20 minutes to match them. So the time difference is quite a bit. So I love the idea of gathering data first. Yes. In order to set up a good foundation for how, how do you go about like managing your day? And once again, I think like whenever I work with people that have ADHD, they have no idea how long these tasks are going to take. And they take different, like, you know, one day they could take 20 minutes and the next day they could take six hours because distraction is like the worst thing that ever happened to us. It might, to your point, it might take 15 minutes today, but maybe tomorrow you are not motivated. Mm -hmm. You may be tired. You may have no energy left and you're just need a mental and physical break, but you still have these responsibilities. So some days it will work and other days you have to pull out a different, you know, tool from the toolbox to help sort of help you move forward. So that laundry thing though, I don't like doing laundry. So I feel, I feel your client's pain on that one. Yeah. Sometimes I I have to make a phone call while I'm doing laundry. So the time passes faster. It is just like Oh, what a pain that is. I would like there to be a machine, some kind of tech tool that will put the laundry in. Okay, I I don't mind putting the laundry in. I can do that part. But then this machine will make sure that once it's washed, it gets out of the washer and it goes into the dryer. And then everything is folded and then categorized into the rooms it needs to go in. And then all I have to do is just pick them up and take them. I that is like, like that, that. Is the, that is like the productivity world of the Jetsons of the future. <laughs> I don't know. Could it, it could well, happen? I'm not, I'm not gonna say it won't happen because you know anything is possible. 
Well, if anybody out there is listening and they're, you know, so inclined to create such a machine, I will help you fund it and I will pay for it. I will find a way. I will drum up some support. (laughs) Your first purchase. We know people with the resources. Okay. So I think, I think just to refocus the difference between time management and task management. So for me, the task is the item that you must complete or advance in some way. The time is your overlay. The time is a thing that you apply to the task. Those are two separate things. They are intertwined and they are connected, very seriously connected. And that energy is what helps you to determine how much time you need to allot to a specific item. Of course, deadlines also come into play. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. That was a really good definition. Like, you know, tasks to me are things that you have to do. Yep. Me is like more like my to do. And to me, like time management is like the overall foundation that my day sits on because we all only have 24 hours a day and I like to sleep. Um, (laughs) As do I. (laughs) So that takes a huge chunk of my daily time. So we're going to give people the the time tracking worksheet and what other like foundational tools do you think people need when they're like, I don't even know where to get started managing my time. Yeah. I mean, a timer, I think is a good thing and you don't have to go buy anything fancy. In fact, if you have a kitchen timer or if you've got a smartphone with a timer built in, a a timer app, there's lots of free timer apps online, whether it's in the app store, Google Play or, you know, the Chrome store, you can find any timer that can help you visualize time passing. I know you're a fan of the time timer. I love Focus Keeper, I think it's called. It's a Pomodoro timer. So, you know, 25 minutes on, five minutes off. A timer is a great visual aid. And for those of us that are auditory and need to hear the time ticking, you can find timers that do that too. That would be too much for me. I need silence when I'm working. But seeing the time pass, because, you know, when you try to teach kids how to tell time and how to figure out, you know, how we get from five minutes to 10 minutes to 15 minutes, it's not something you can hold. Time is very nebulous. It's sort of out there in the ether somewhere, but a timer or a clock can really show you the passing of time minute by minute, second by second, so that you can at least get a good estimate of how long you have used, how much time you've used or how long you need to do a certain task. So the first thing like in figuring out time management is like, is to understand the difference between the two uh, and understand how you're using your time. And then yep. it's like grasping on what time really is, yeah. which it's a very interesting concept because yeah. I don't know, I don't know about you, but like whenever I teach class, I do get a sense that some people don't understand the time, the like the concept of time, you know, it's like, it's like a glass of water. Yep. When you drink it up, it expires. It goes. And I think like, because people can't visually see it, like you described that it, it's, it's so intangible, you know? And it's like, sometimes I look outside and I'm like, oh, the sun is I gone. Know. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, and that is like, you know, that is a gauge of time for me. I was like, oh, right. like several hours have passed and I haven't accomplished anything because I was like in la la land distraction. So I love that, like to start off today, we're, we're talking about time management from a perspective of like, even though it is intangible, in order for us to manage it better, we have to figure out how yeah. to grasp onto it and yeah. like use every hour of our day or even every minute of our day in a way that is tangible. It has substance. 
it can be accounted for. And even if it's like part of that time is just like fun time, like today, you know, today could be a bike day, but it's, it's like, it's technically a work day. So I don't know. Does that make sense? Did I summarize? No, I think, well, I always think you, you make sense, but, but yes, I, I would agree with you on that because it's so hard to, it's not a physical object. You can pick up like your phone. You can see the time on your phone, right? You can have an app that can sort of quantify that and help you to visualize it, but it's hard to, it's hard to figure that out. And it's hard. And when, if you do get easily distracted or get consumed with work. So that's one of the things I struggle with. I will sit down and I will keep working because it's coming, it's flowing. I'm in the zone and this is amazing. But now two hours have gone by. I haven't gotten up once. I haven't had any water. I haven't gone to the bathroom. If I keep doing that, it's also not good for me. So there has to be a balance between the two. So we have to sort of build in into the routine ways of checking and engaging. And so for me, it's, you know, looking at a watch, you know, I'm always looking at the clock on, on my laptop, but that's built into me and how I am. And maybe for someone else, it has to be a time timer or some other visual aid that's sitting right on the, on the desk with them next to the laptop. So it's easy for them. Yeah. So I think my my takeaway from this, from this conversation is like, how does one really develop time awareness? Hmm. Practice. Yes. Practice. Practice Practice by gathering data and figuring out how long is actually stuff is going to take to get accomplished. A baseline. So you can plan your day a little more accurately, right? Yes. Agreed. Cool beans. So we're going to have no idea how long this was. (laughs) I don't either. I I think it's probably about 20, 25 minutes. Okay. But Um, no matter how long it is, guys. We're going to, we're going to try to be efficient with our time. So we're not wasting your time. So we hope that, I hope that this first podcast was long enough for you to come back and hang out with us some more and find out what other productivity tools or uh, books or ideas, strategies. Yep. Concept strategies we have to share with you. Yeah. Unless you have some less words, we're going to say we're out of here. We are out of here, so but be sure to follow us everywhere at Productivity Lovers on social. And of course, subscribe to this podcast, sign up and make sure that you get notified when we push out some new content. So thanks for joining us today. Yes. And if you enjoyed what we had to say, give us some feedback. You know, podcasts love feedback. And it, if yes. you give us a feedback, then other people will find us. So have an awesome, productive day. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.